You're listening to All About Property Sourcing with Paul Rose, brought to you by the Sourced Property Podcast. Welcome to another Sourced Property Podcast. I'm Paul, your host for today's show. In this week's episode, I thought it'd be a good idea to discuss how best to analyse returns when packaging a deal that you've sourced. There are multiple ways to calculate returns, and I'm sure some of these will be familiar, such as ROI, return on investment, ROCI, which is return on capital invested, gross yield, net yield, and cash flow. Now, these are some of the more uh, common ones that we come across when you see deals that have been packaged up by other sources. It's a personal choice which you choose to use, but if you are a deal packager and you work with numerous investors, you'll want to structure the way you package a deal and keep it simple by always providing the same breakdown. You know, make it uniformed uh, so it makes sense. So giving the investor the same key figures each time you package a deal. So if you use ROI, return on investment, on one deal, then use it on all the deals. You know, keep things keep things uniformed. So rather than switching and swapping from one deal to the next, this will only confuse investors, confuse anybody uh, really who's looking at your deals. So there is a saying you may have heard, which is gross yield is vanity and net yield is sanity. And this is probably true in the sense that, you know, gross yield gives you a return figure, but does not take into account any running costs or voids. So it's not really a true sense of the return. Um, that you'll you'll likely achieve. Now, I'm not a big fan myself as, you know, what can seem like a good return is not the return you will actually achieve. So it's a slight misrepresentation. You know, you haven't got all the figures. They're not all being taken into account. If you choose to package your deals and use net yield as your yardstick, then you should also list or display what running costs you've accounted for and break these down also to remain transparent with the investor and so the investor can see how you've arrived at your net yield calculation so you know typical costs and things such as voids mortgage costs insurances uh, running costs you know management costs if you've got an agent managing etc you know and on the back of net yield you will of course by factoring in the likely costs you will now know what the actual cash flow is as well. So that gives you another tool to measure things by. And I would always display this as estimated cash flow just to be on the safe side. Return on investment or ROI for short, because property does love its acronyms. ROI can also be misleading with the way some people calculate it. Again, slight misrepresentation. Like I say, the way people calculate it can differ. So it's not always, it's not an exact science, if you like. In property, I have seen ROI calculated in different ways, both with and without the actual costs factored in. This, again, can cause some confusion with investors. You know, some people will factor in the cost of a managing agent, and some won't. Some will factor in voids, some won't. You know, some may even assume a mortgage purchase, and some will work from the purchase price of the property, you know, rather than working off the deposits, the money in the deal if it, if it was a mortgage purchase. So ROI can be misleading. And as a sourcer, you know, you should always clearly display your figures and your running costs and the likely returns. You know, your aim is to not sugarcoat a potential investment, but to show its true value to an investor so they can make the best and most informed decision possible. So this leads me on to return on capital invested or ROCI for short. For me, this is the purest sense of calculating return as this gives you your return based on the actual money you have invested in the deal and the returns 
generated after all costs have been taken out. This is then shown as a percentage return based on the capital invested. And like I say, for me personally, I like to offer investors the clarity of return on capital invested whilst making some assumptions that most investors will leverage a mortgage. And I clearly display on my deals, I clearly display the costs associated with the mortgage. And these are provided in the breakdown of the figures. You know, so so the investor can see everything there. They can see how you've arrived at your returns and just so everything's transparent. You know, along with other things such as agency costs, voids, and your typical running costs as well. So if you present your figures and it's unclear how it's been calculated, then you'll likely have to explain yourself time and time again. And when trying to sell a package deal, you want to keep it simple, straightforward, and transparent so your investors can quickly evaluate if a deal is of interest or not. And also, it's, it's a bit of a sanity check for yourself. So when you're packaging a deal, does it make a good investment opportunity for somebody? Like I say, no good sugarcoating figures and fudging spreadsheets. It's got to work for the investor if it's going to work for you. That's it for this week. On my next podcast, I'm going to be talking about power teams. And in particular, part of that will be dealing with agents and how you can turn your local agent into a sourcing machine for your benefit, which is good. Always, always like a bit of leverage. Until next time, I've been your host, Paul. Make sure if you don't already to subscribe, like and share the love for the Source Property Podcast. And you can also now find us on Spotify, I believe, as well as iTunes and other various places. So until next time, take care and happy sourcing. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Visit sourced.co for free training videos and blogs.